Hey, I'm Lee Larie. And I'm Nick B. And this is Dirty Roses Podcast, where two girls from the City of Roses discuss love, lust, and perception. And we got two very different perspectives. That's right, because my girl Nick B is a long-term habitual dater. Oh, for real? That's what we're doing with her? I mean, girl, it's facts. Okay, you're right. And my girl Lee Larie was tied down and now newly single and don't know a thing about dating. Dang. Well, here we are taking our friends' dating stories and having real-life conversations. Dirty Roses Podcast starts now. Hey, I'm Lee Larie. And I'm Nick B. And welcome back to Dirty Roses Podcast Season 2. Hey. Season 2. Hey, y'all, we did it, y'all. We got through a whole season, and now we back yes. for another one. Y'all liked us so much. I am excited okay. to be here. And, of course. Me, too. I, I missed you over the last however long it was. I know. I feel like I haven't seen you in like forever. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> for those of us, for Always. those of y'all listening, we're over here making faces because we just seen each other not too long ago. Um, right. I'm excited because we're gonna have some episodes with Nick B actually in studio, y'all. You guys, I will be live and in effect. Okay. It's gonna be hope fun. you're ready. I hope y'all are ready because yeah. I'm not. But it's it's gonna be fun. <laughs> <laughs> Two of us together in one space. I know our producers are gonna hate us, but it's okay because we, we're gonna bring all the shenanigans to Portland live in effect. All of them. Um so we're just gonna recap a little bit about last season, why we're here, what we're doing, what you can expect. Um, and just so that y'all don't know, like in case y'all are just tuning in for the very first time with season two and did not listen to season one how do we get started well dirty roses podcast started because nick b used to share her stories of her extravagantly exciting dating life with me and i used to jot them down extravagant some of them were extravagant right. exciting scary uh, all those things yes all those <laughs> all those things scary for sure yes definitely <laughs> some scary moments but she would share the stories because you know as you know as you may or may not know i was married um and I used to take her dating stories and listen to her and live vicariously through her singleness. And it was my way of having a good time. But I started to jot them down because these stories, I swear you cannot make these up. And so as I'm jotting them down, I'm like, I'm going to put this into a book. I'm starting collecting other dating <laughs> stories from our other friends because I got quite a few single friends. And I was like, this is this is some good shit, y'all. Y'all want to hear this. And then the idea came to do a podcast and and here we are and dirty roses dirty roses kind of you can tell what what does dirty roses mean to you nick b so dirty roses now this is an interesting topic because i know that in the past we've explained how we landed on this title and i for the life of me i thought that i presented it but i can't recall who actually it was me no was it are we you sure we're positive because remember i was writing in another book too and they all have a rose theme you you wanted to have something about wine in the title. <laughs> it was like no, I have no, I have a whole separate company with a wine wine. Oh, well, wine no, 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 no. I know you have a barrel and rose. Yeah, yeah, that's what you have to get on on that. But um, yes, we're but no, on that. but the title was something like you had a, had a title of like wine colored glasses or it was one, something it was but i i have a couple of books that i'm in the process of writing they were all rose themed because we come rose from themed. portland um yeah but dirty roses itself is not about the sex toy although we can talk about that and it's exciting and <laughs> no we we can't you can i have yet to um i gotta experience. get you one i need to get you one okay that's gonna be my gift oh, to my her. birthday's coming up it is okay. I'm gonna see. Oh my you god! A three sex months. Oh god, you're gonna be a f- forty-one. 
Can we count? We, she's holding up a 41. Well, I'm trying to see if, it, if it's going which direction on. Other way. Does it, is it in order? Does it say 14 or 41? It says 14 I'm on mine. 14. She's going to be 14, y'all. So for those okay. of y'all that can't see and are listening only, yeah, she's holding up fingers into the camera and it's backwards. <laughs> um, <laughs> it shows her immaturity. But Hilarious. Dirty Roses is about. Yes. Uh, go ahead, Nicole. Nick. So Dirty Roses, as Lee Larie was saying, you know, she started working on shorts, short stories, essentially only from me. Although, yes, I contributed to um, a hefty chunk of the book she's writing. There are others that are sprinkled in there as well, (laughs) but she's kind of like a bone collector. You know, Lee has always been one of these friends that is so easy to talk to and so trustworthy and a lot of people just naturally confide in you I think right at least for me that's how it is for me so it's absolutely easy to not only share these dating stories but really laugh about them because Mm. legally you have this really light-hearted funny way of finding kind of the humor in the BS, yes. right? Yes, oh my goodness. So we, so we tell Lila Ree these stories. I know I told her these stories. <laughs> and she was like, girl, I'm about ready to make this a whole bestseller, right? That part. So she's collecting these stories, collecting these bones, putting it down and and changing it. And evidently she, she got her title because she wanted something that had to do with roses. And so she got dirty roses and here we are. And I know that you were also talking about wanting to somehow get back into radio and you had played around with podcasting for a while and it's something I've wanted to do. Um, And, you know, of course, the backstory on Lee Larie and I, if you didn't have a chance to hear season one, which you need to, season one, episode one kind of helps you understand our relationship (laughs) a little bit better. Um, But yeah, we talk about how uh, I essentially one day set over an outline, a little, (laughs) this is what you're going to do. This is how it's going to get done. This is what the show should look like. Let's go. And go we went. And here we are. All of that. All of that. So roses indicate love and relationships and, and romanticism. And you give a rose to someone on a date and all these things, but we tell these dating stories and they get a little dirty. So hence dirty roses and you know, we're from the city of roses now while Nick B is on the East coast now living her best life in the chocolate city area, you know, um, I don't even know if it's chocolate city anymore, girl, it's gentrified. It's more chocolate than it is here in Portland. So I'm in Portland. She's in Virginia. It's more chocolate. Yeah. So, but we both hail from Portland. So that's how we got this title and that's where it came from. So in case y'all missed season one, y'all can catch that on dirty roses podcast.com where you can listen to all of season one and catch up to what we're talking about Mm -hmm. today but what has changed for you since season one um you know a couple things have changed essentially i'm still single i mean (laughs) i don't know if i'm still a habitual dater jeez but uh, evidently i am we got to record a new a new intro (laughs) <laughs> we do need to can we put that on the on the docket the list, list. Of things to do? <laughs> producers take because, note <laughs> okay because geez i'm just this habitual dater evidently i don't even habitually date i just don't happen to be in long-term relationships therefore i continue to date all right <laughs> so uh since last season have i dated uh yes i have been on a couple dates uh with i think just the same person one one individual um, you know, it wasn't a match made in heaven, mm-hmm. but you know, that's why we date. We, we see right. how that goes. So I'm still, I'm still habitually single. Hey, how about that? Hey, so, HS. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
What about you, Lila Reed? Has anything changed so much oh since uh, the beginning of season one for you? Since the beginning of season one, I have gone on a few dates. I have taken mm-hmm. a few trips. I have entertained a few conversations. Um, as you all know, I uh, recently divorced, so I am new to this dating game. I was in a relationship for a very long time at a very young age, and so I did not date. And so this is my reintroductory dating scenario i don't know if that's a real word i've been making up words um because i'm i feel like like that's the only way to relate to people yeah that makes us relationists (laughs) right we we talked about doing a dirty roses relaxable relaxable (laughs) a dirty roses uh dictionary but um (laughs) but yeah i have entertained some conversations i have got a few interested people some folks um so it's been it's been anybody you're interested in any any love connections for you? I mean, I like we can always been... have people say, "Oh, I think you're great," but have you? Yeah. Uh, is there anybody that you kind of low key your eye on? There's a couple that I'm like, I could see it going somewhere if the mm-hmm. feeling is mutual. I'm not quite sure if we're there yet in the conversations. I'm not, and again, I've mm-hmm. told people I'm not looking to settle right back down again. I am just out of a 21 yeah. year relationship. Like that's a fucking long time. And I don't want to jump back into an immediate relationship. However, I've told mm-hmm. people I'm cool if it organically happens and it's naturally just the flow of how we're going with the conversations and the time spent and all those things. Um, yeah. I have a uh, I would say a couple people that have expressed interest in wanting to lock me down. Um, and I'm kind of pushing back a little bit on that. Um, don't want to be locked. I don't. And it's not anything to do with them. Honestly, they're like, I've got some amazing people that I've been conversing with. Um, and not to say like, I'm mm-hmm. just out here, like just sprinkling the coochie everywhere, but I am conversing with people. I'm talking with people, you know, I am selective, uh, cool. with my coochie vagina. You get some coochie. You get some coochie. Everybody gets coochie. Oprah, this is not how that intended to happen with her. That is one of her favorite things, evidently. Coochie, yeah. Um, you're her Galen Steadman. Um, so I am, I am. You know, I'm not keen to settling down right now. I am keen to getting to know people, having some nice moments, and figuring things out as they go. Um. Would you say that mm-hmm. you are kind of living your 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 twenties experience? I think today in your 40s? coming out of my divorce initially when my, you didn't get to do this. I did not. I did not party. I you missed the whole phase. I you missed, missed the party phase. I you missed did. all the mistakes. I did. I, I feel like I made a lot of mistakes. It was just with the one person. Um, we partied, but it was with like their friends it wasn't like I didn't have a lot of fr- I had friends but I had more acquaintances um because I was in Alabama we were in Alabama because we met in school um and he partied a whole lot he had he was living his best life uh, the duration of our relationship for the most part um I was more of like the responsible one I worked uh-huh. I worked several jobs at one time I you were just being that housewife. I was full-time student um we also took in his younger brother when his younger brother was like a, a low teenager like 13 um mm-hmm. so we we're I was playing mommy you know to somebody else's kid like it was a whole I was a whole yeah. stay at home not not even stay at home I was a career mom wife person like before all of those things were actually real um, for me. That's wild. At a young age. Yeah, and so I think once we got separated, I did a lot of partying. And I won't say like sexually, like I wasn't out here doing a whole bunch of stuff sexually, but I was 
kicking it. I was out drinking. I was going you to. You was outside. I was outside, and then I realized I was a little old. I couldn't hang. Um, so, you know, you drink a little bit and fall asleep. Um, so, yeah, so I kind of, I've calmed down on the partying piece of it. I think I went real hard. I think that was a lot of me masking also the hurt that I was experiencing at that time because, you know, divorce is not yeah. fun. Um, the breakup was very traumatizing. Um, so, I yeah. think I was also masking that with some self-medications and drinking a lot. So, um, go ahead and she, she over here popping popping uh, goodies in her mouth. Okay. Don't forget we on camera. Nick <laughs> 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 B is hilarious. But no, so um, I am living my best single life. I think that I am trying to adjust what I thought it was supposed to be to what it actually is. Um, it's not quite, you know, it's definitely not what it would have been in my 20s or my 30s even. Right. Um, I'm 40, you know, I turned 41 this year. So I think uh, I'm I'm doing it at its own pace. I don't know what to say. <laughs> no, I think you're exactly where you need to be. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there there's things that I think everyone should experience. There's lessons that everyone should yeah. learn, um, you know, and unfortunately when, when you do get married and have so many different responsibilities at a younger mm -hmm. age you, you naturally miss out on some of those things right. and sometimes it's a blessing and sometimes it's not but nonetheless they're all tools you right. know that we use that to part. to navigate and move forward so yeah. I, you know what live your best ay, life ay, ay. whatever's next for you is next for you so that part that i'm here part. I'm, I'm here to watch i'm here to ay, watch she's gonna she's gonna make her own book what to I do am. what to do when you get married and what not to do <laughs> <laughs> when the rose right. has wilted <laughs> God damn it! Bitch, the rose died. Okay, the rose died. Ran out of petals. New rosebuds. It's gonna be like the Beauty and the Beast rose that's just hanging there with the little petals Ain't nobody falling off. No new roses, <laughs> except the one that's rechargeable in the basket by my bed. Um, oh my God, the <laughs> I'm excited that we have as as dirty roses as a unit. We've done a few things since season one. We have. We, we There's been a few things we've done. Let's talk about yeah. that. Well, first of all, we had a launch party, which we did talk about, a little bit about in season one, but we did it mm -hmm. after we had recorded all the episodes for the most part. But it was mm -hmm. a dope launch party. When I say it was dope. Such a good. It yeah. was, we called it a Love really Jones. Really great feedback. Yeah, it, we called it the Love mm -hmm. Jones meets Love and Hip Hop vibe. It was like a lounge mm -hmm. setting, but ratchet mm -hmm. talk. It was, it was fun. It was cute. It was good. It was really good music. Yeah. Really shout out to food. DJ Stack. Okay. Who shout out our uh, caterer. Yes. Well. LeBon Temps catering brought the food and the mm -hmm. drinks. It was, they had mm -hmm. a, a special drink called the Dirty Rose, which everybody got to try. Um, yes, we had so a live panel. It was we did. dope. The and it was great because our live panel was also, they each have their yes. own episode last season. So I believe that our audience got a chance to see who mm -hmm. they were before they were able to really dive into their yes. episode. So it created a really nice connection of, oh, I remember right. these folks from the launch party. Yes. yes. Um, like and we even out. got a lot of people that wanted to, to come back and do another event. Yes. I'm thinking because uh, we don't, in Portland, I would say this, uh, there's a lot of other podcasts that do live broadcasts or live um, recordings in front of studio audiences in other states where there's a bigger crowd. We don't have that here in Portland. And so I think a lot of people no. were excited about something different. It was a whole a different vibe honestly it was just a whole vibe shout out to jjt studios where the event was held um and yeah. our guest she we, really set the mood she helped us with with oh the God. feeling that we yeah wanted. there was the yeah. lighting was beautiful if you go to our social media page dirty roses podcast um on all of our social medias you can see some pictures from that event 
it was a whole mm-hmm. like a whole thing. I loved it. I want to do yeah. it again. I feel like we should do it in different states. Like we should come to DC and Virginia we and do should. it. I think that would be dope. I think that's something we've we for sure talked about. Yeah. And I know it's kind of in the works. You guys should stay tuned for mm-hmm. um, updates on that. We are in the works of getting something in other locations so that yes. more people can experience what a wonderful event we put together. Right. So that was amazing. Um, and then we did uh, we did some appearances virtually for some folks that were doing stuff in D.C. Nick, I don't know if you want to yeah. talk about the cigars and conversations. Yeah. So um, I actually had an amazing friend of mine that I we both went to the same undergraduate school. Mm-hmm. We graduated different years, but we're part of the same alumni chapter. And that's how we connected. And she recently wrote a book and she had some really great connections and invited us to cigars and cocktails where we were virtual guests and we just talked all things love lust and perception Mm -hmm. um it was a great gathering of women that had different perspectives and ideas of what relationships were at all stages Mm -hmm. of them so it was really fun to participate in that and then lila uh came to dc and we did an in-person podcast with the gary gullah show if you haven't had a chance to check out that episode you absolutely should Links to that episode are are on our um, web our website, and if you scroll about thirty minutes in or so, is when we appear. They actually had two guests, and so mm-hmm. we came in about halfway through. But a it was a whole fun dirty show. roses takeover. <laughs> what was your takeaway from that event? From that podcast? Oh, first of all, we're fucking dope. Um, I think we had the whole There's studio that. cracking up because, of course, we're just goofy as hell, anyways, <laughs> and we. We say what's on our mind. We talk about things that are taboo to other people. So I don't think that the guys, because it's a very male. He wasn't ready. He wasn't ready for us at all. Um, and we tried to warn him too. We did. We I asked ahead of time, like, hey, is there anything that's off limits? He's like, no, no, go for it. And I was like, are you sure? Because we I'm go open. there. We went there, and you could see if you watched the the YouTube, he was not ready Mad for us. uncomfortable. He was like. Yep, yep. Shout out to Gary Go because that was hilarious. Um, it was so much fun. But we did have fun. It was fun to just be invited on someone else's podcast. Like, that was cool, even yes. though we took it over as ours. <laughs> <laughs> well, we hope even for season two to have some other podcasts join us so that we can get yes. just a, different perspectives and do some cross-promoting with other people right, because right, you right. guys, there are some amazing, amazing dope black podcasts i mean podcasts in general but right there's some really great uh, podcasts that we would love to share with you right. and for you guys to tap into absolutely. as well absolutely we did a, a live broadcast event here for the black uh podcast the portland black podcasters i think is or yes. something like that here in portland hosted by the numbers um so listen if you weren't there if you were not there you're bad that part this thing was not only well executed there was food there was lighting there was live music there was great conversation like it was a whole vibe and it was a free event it was a free event it was all day with different podcasts doing live um, recordings we had it we had an hour-long session we had invited some of our friends um, to talk about the different stages of relationships. So we had a newly married person. We had mm-hmm. um, a person that was still single. We had a, a lady on there that has been married for 14 years. And it's a little bit older than yeah. the other other audience, um, other panel members. So she had a little bit more wisdom into her and why she was married. So it was some great conversations, some great feedback. And we'll have the link to that um, at some point, too, for season two as a bonus episode. Absolutely. So I'm excited. But Nick B, let's talk about last season. 
Last yes. season. Well, let's were, recap. Let's recap. So we had some different episodes. Of course, we talked about our introductory episode, introducing Dirty Roses. We talked about ourselves and we asked each other some good questions <laughs> um, about some of our like, I love that episode, by the way. I did, because we talked about like first kisses and first kisses how we, and first dates. Yeah. My corduroys. Her corduroy and flannel that, jacket, her sweaty was, first okay. kiss, the bowling out, like I'm all kinds saying. of stuff. It was great. It was a show. It was a show, and I enjoyed that one. But the next episode was Dating for Perks. And I think my mm-hmm. the funniest takeaway for that one was obviously the jacket, um, where oh Nick B shared that she did not date this person for a jacket, but she got a jacket out of dating this person. <laughs> that was one of the funniest stories, um, getting caught at the club after graduation wearing the jacket and dancing with somebody else after uninviting but- the jacket you know what the funniest part about that is (laughs) okay let me just tell you so i had a really great friend who was tuning into the show right oh yes and he's listening and he's like oh this is dope you're doing a podcast right so he listened to the first episode you're amazing this is wonderful love what you guys are doing gets Uh the second episode next thing i know i'm getting a text message (laughs) with a photo attached (laughs) and he was like yo this is the guy you're talking about isn't it i was like so this story is even more funny because in the story she tells she uninvited the guy to her graduation she uninvited Uninvited. him to the after party which was where she got caught wearing the jacket dancing with another guy however the photo that got sent was the guy sitting with her friends and family at the graduation he Which was means in the mix. He, he reinvited. He reinvited himself. Was like, oh, that uninvite must have been unintentional. Um, and so it just—it was so funny to hear that backstory and see the picture oh of the guy. Like, I, we can't post. Oh it. God, he—he he was there. He—he he was he with my was mom. So there with my auntie. He was my like, pops. yeah. I mean, he I was bought that jacket. I bought that jacket. <laughs> That was great. I deserve to be here. You can't tell me I'm not invited. Oh my God. That was such a funny I, story. I about, I about died when I got the uh, the photo evidence. The, Did you the know that he seat. had came to the graduation I, and you sat know, with your family? I, I actually don't remember because after graduation, you know, you walk out, right. everybody's throwing their flags and you kind of go find your family and go take pictures. I don't have one photo with him in the aftermath of everything. I have everybody else that was invited. Uh-huh. I had taken pictures with. He was. He's not in any of my photos. He's in other people. But, Which leads me to my thought that I still think he put a tracker in that jacket. Like, oh my god, I, they didn't have trackers. They in had the early low 2000s. jack. They did too. They Jesus. had a whole song they, about putting listen, a low jack on that hoe. Mm. What did he do? Put a map quest uh, directory in yes. my pocket. Yes. No. Ma'am. There was a they, whole map quest. This was before iPhones. Mm-mm. <laughs> They have trackers back then. Believe me, I work for the government. They had trackers. Uh, he, he, he tapped me. He, got, he, tapped, he tapped me. Yeah, it was in the button. Hilarious. Hilarious. <laughs> that's, how, that's how he found her at the club. But the, the, the next episode was really fun that we had our very first guest on, and it was Falling in Love with Potential, mm-hmm. where we talked about um, yes. dating an entrepreneur, dating somebody who wasn't quite where they needed to be, but had ambitions and goals. And we had two Mm -hmm. amazing guests. We had David Stacking Kicks Jefferson, which is a business owner here in Portland who has his own clothing brand and a store in Mm -hmm. the mall here called Lloyd Center. Um, And then we had Charlisa Shadowbox Harris, who is a stylist of over 20 years. She creates her own products and her own, um, she's like a marketing genius as far as social media goes. She's like, she's really funny and she's really freaking hilarious. Um, And she was at a launch party um, on our panel. (laughs) and She shared a great story about putting Alpo in someone's sloppy Joe's because she was being petty. 
Um, so if you yes, so that story it. was in the the story of revenge and being petty. And <laughs> of course, if you if you were not at the launch party, you didn't get the whole story. But the long and short of it is, relationship went south, and she was like, "I got you." Mm-hmm. Um, I think he cheated on her. Was that? What I it think was? it was. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So she fixed her her honey some some dinner, some, mm-hmm. some sloppy joes, mm-hmm. absolutely mixed in dog food into yes. his sloppy alpine dog food. Okay. <laughs> so men, listen, if you're going to do your dirt, you do not let your woman cook your meal. Okay. I'm you just going to say that. there's a few meals that men stay away from. Um, one is spaghetti, which you've heard the rumors like you don't do spaghetti because what the old wives tell is that women will put their period blood in spaghetti to trap, Ew, God, to trap a man. Heard you never heard that? It's like no. an old wives' tale. Like if you put your period blood in a spaghetti meal, oh, the man will then be madly in love with you and never leave your side and no, adore he you. No, will, he, he will absolutely will cut you. The minute that this spaghetti tastes like copper pennies, he's gonna be like, "What the entire oh, fuck?" God, no. <laughs> I've never done that, no. but I've only heard about it. Um, so spaghetti was one of those meals, and we're now adding sloppy joes to that, to that, to that meal plan. Do not don't eat. do it. Don't do it. Nothing saucy. Don't do nothing saucy. <laughs> nothing saucy. Nothing saucy. <laughs> nothing saucy. But I did like Stay that episode. I like that episode because we talked about, <laughs> you know, the different ways that you date people who are entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and both yeah. of us being entrepreneurs because Nick B owns her own business mm-hmm. as well, doing cupcakes and graphic design. Um, I mm-hmm. have my own catering business and other things that we do. So it was it was an interesting conversation um, that really talked about like best matches, best partnerships, what works, what doesn't work. What was your takeaways from that episode, yeah. Nick B? Um, just, you know, navigating who's real and who's not, mm. you know, really understanding that there's so many clout chasers and yeah. really just trying to find that person that's there for you and not for how you can elevate them. Mm. It was the hardest part, I think, uh, in being an entrepreneur is that, right. you know, you start meeting people that are like, oh, you do this, you can introduce me to this and that, especially when you start thinking about the degrees of separation, mm. who can, who can help you put me where I want to go? Right, right that right so um that was my biggest takeaway is just really vetting the person mm, absolutely hey 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 smoke dog if y'all didn't know oh, nick b's I, a cat lady and her cats be making oh appearances God. in our in our podcast every now and then mostly man, just one of them smoky he, he just be, one he'd be one. showing his ass the girl she got manners she got manners <laughs> it's the boy that don't know how to act it's hilarious I love y'all need to watch the youtube so go to youtube and look up dirty roses podcast and you'll catch smoke dog making his appearance All right if you can dog. tell me how many times smokey's made an appearance he might get a little we're gonna send you a shirt nothing <laughs> you're you gonna get bragging rights <laughs> i love it we're gonna send you, you gonna a... get a little nothing <laughs> <laughs> we ain't there in our podcast just yet <laughs> but no the next episode was one of my we favorite will... ones She's so funny. I can't, but I All love right. this next episode that we did with uh, our friend Kevin Kev, and it was about yeah. prison bays. Prison now, bays. now part of uh, part of our shtick is that we share stories about uh, we share stories that either come from the book that I'm writing or just from friends and things. And the story about this was like a, a girl that had dated a guy that was in prison and he got out, whatever, and it fell apart. But Kevin right. Kev is like you used to work at a. Uh, I guess a halfway house or a halfway transitional de- home for he people that in corrections. Co- he's in corrections in some way. Um, and so we had lots of good, funny stories, but my takeaway from that was a don't block your <laughs> don't blessings. Block your blessings. <laughs> <laughs> There's always a man for you. He called him in his, in his prison blues um, or prison grays or whatever it was <laughs> that's looking to looking for love. Um, 
but he shared some great insight on what to look for, what to avoid, um, what websites and dating apps to avoid. Um, plenty of fish. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. Yeah. Like apparently, they're on there. Nick B., what was your favorite part of that episode? Uh, favorite part of the episode, of course, the don't block your blessings. Um, yes. And, you know, I apply that to many, many areas. It's not just don't block your blessings with mm. inmates. Okay. That's not, that's <laughs> really a very linear perspective. Right. On this. But if we're looking at the overall takeaway here yes. is, you know, like your prince in shining armor may show up in many different ways mm, and to, to not just kind of judge that book by his cover based on his past and where he's coming from. So mm-hmm. I absolutely appreciated that takeaway. Yeah. I don't necessarily know that my blessing is an inmate. Mm. I hope not. I, I hope my inmate is not listening to this podcast on the other side right now. Like, yeah, girl, give me, give me thirty six more months, girl. And like, I'm gonna I hope take that's care not... of you. Yeah, we. Well, you I'm gonna will, take care. Of if you. you go back and listen to that episode, you're gonna hear about the one that's on his way, escaping from prison, probably right now in an underground tunnel that's to get to Nick such B. a lie. It's it's not <laughs> whole Shawshank Redemption. I swear, love story. Stuff out of out of proportion. <laughs> no. But you got to listen to that episode to find out uh, that story because it was hilarious. The next episode, (laughs) probably our most talked about and shortest episode ever. Oh, God. Crazy toxic love in real time. In real time. You will have to like, I think you'll hear it on the podcast platforms that we're on, but you have to go to YouTube and watch the episode and watch it because the audio is only a piece of it of the visual Ugh. that you need to put this short episode <laughs> into context. So let oh me just, goodness. I'm gonna put it out here because it wasn't made very clear when we filmed this. This yes. is actually my brother. Oh gosh. Okay. And um, we, it wasn't made super clear. We were trying not to not associate us, but right. we were trying not to make it a brother sister dynamic air where it's just like, Oh, here go two brothers and sisters, you know, going back and forth because they've known each other their whole lives right so i kind of stayed quiet as much as i could actually i think lee larie took the <laughs> horns on the majority of this uh of this episode i think and that was Lord because mercy. the eye contact we were making and the the, the way that we lost the conversation <laughs> i think that's why you didn't talk because her facial expressions was like what the entire fuck is happening right because now? because this boy is nuts <laughs> respectfully okay Respe- if you hear me if you if you hear if you me hear me but, but the best part you got to sit back right right and then come back to it you know <laughs> you got to block it unblock no, it. it and then come back to and it and say something and then block him again <laughs> so what i'm saying is is that yes this is our shortest episode but it is hilarious it's it's funny and yeah. it's the sad part is that it's it's really true it's None of it is life. an act. Right. This is this is honestly how my brother functions. And I'm gonna say and this: it's, it's, it's comedy. very it's, it's comedy. It's comedy, but it's it's real life for him, and it's very mild to how he really is in real life. Like that was actually oh, yeah. mild. And so when you that's, see the that's episode, Bane on a good day, that part. And yeah, um, what you'll notice about the episode: so all of season one, our episodes were 45 minutes long. We actually upped yeah. it to an hour this season because the conversations have been so amazing. That episode yeah. was around 24 minutes. Three. It was like 23 seconds and change. Yeah, 24 and 23 seconds um, some change. It, that's how short it was. We don't typically edit our episodes. We kind of just run through the whole thing and chop off the beginning to end. That particular episode, yeah. you will notice that there is some edits <laughs> and some come-ins and comes-outs. Um, the reason why uh-huh. I'm going to share this because it's freaking hilarious is 
the uh, that episode had Michael. Michael Bain was our guest, um, and he was so passionate about the confusion that he was causing. Passionate. He was yep. slamming his hand on the table. Now, what you don't know in the studios, we have these like five pound microphones that are heavy as hell. That it takes right. like two hands. Think to of move. a KitchenAid. Yeah, it's like yeah, a KitchenAid. Think of a KitchenAid. Dead Heavy bass, heavy yes, bass. Yes, yes. He was banging his hand on the table to make his point, which we still never got, so hard that my <laughs> microphone kind of just hopped itself ass off the, the three-foot-tall table onto the floor. And they bless our producers who were able to edit out some of this stuff. But if you were in studio, you would have seen me, like, casually pulling my microphone up by the cord <laughs> and sliding it back on the table <laughs> while our guest Michael was still talking about whatever the hell he was talking about. And at that point, right. we had lost Nick B's audio. Audio. So you yeah. hear her in you the have to listen. background you have to listen yes. <laughs> she's in the background you have to be talking like, Wait, what was that and she has no clue we can't hear her she's trying to engage in him while i'm pulling my microphone up the producers had to come in and reattach it and so you'll see bits and pieces of things that got chopped together because you'll hear her go out and come back in and the the sentence he's saying kind of trails off and comes right. back into a it's, whole other topic crazy. it was it was a great it, it was the epitome of toxicity it was okay? he, it was he exuded it exuded it, it. Yes. but yes that was our most viewed most talked about episode i guess to this day it is still our love, most viewed episode. y'all love train wrecks yeah. and we'll try to give you some not intentionally who doesn't like watching a car accident <laughs> who doesn't like to watch a car so accident? dark <laughs> it's like those moments on reality tv when they get to fight and then it's like a setup Except for this was just real life. Mm -hmm. It just it just happened. It, and can't it make was, it up. You it cannot make it up. Can't make it up. But shout out to Michael Bain for giving us that, <laughs> right. that good story. Some content. I'm Thank telling you, you the thanks, next bro. <laughs> Thanks, bro. He's like a brother to me. Um tries not to be, but it's he's stuck. Um we'll talk ah. about the next episode, polyamory or polyfuckery. Yes. Which was Poly a very fuckery. that was my biggest takeaway. Yeah, it was a very um, asked about topics. So one of the guests, Jelani, um, mm -hmm. was on mm -hmm. our launch party. So he got to share yes. a little bit about um, polyamory during our launch episode. And, and shout out to Kevin Kev, um, also who was on our panel as well at the launch party. But um, Jelani got to share a little bit about polyamory and how he, he lives his lifestyle. He has a, a long-term partner, but they also invite other people into their relationship. His, their dynamic mm -hmm. is very much like it's always going to be another woman. It's never going to be another man. Um, but he involves his yeah. long-term partner, his wife in that, that process. Um, but because of the, the controversy, I guess, around polyamory, that topic was one of the ones that we had the most requests for the most feedback on yeah. the most questions about intrigue. Yes. Yeah. People who were actually maybe interested in living that lifestyle um, or, mm -hmm interested in debunking the lifestyle like it was just a lot of about. people wanted to debunk it a mm -hmm. lot of people want to debunk it um a lot of people want to understand it i found a lot of people want to participate in it mm -hmm. but aren't quite sure what it is and what it means and i think what i took away the most is polyamory in the lifestyle isn't one specific cookie cutter right example right. there's different versions of it and i think what it really boils down to is the rules that you set in your home mm -hmm. 
um, and understanding what is okay and what isn't. And so there's a lot of conversation right. and we talk a lot about communication yeah. and especially in season one that a, the biggest takeaway is like misunderstandings and yeah. lack of communication. And it sounds like that the polyamorous lifestyle focuses heavily mm-hmm. on that communication piece. What right. is okay? What isn't okay? But right. essentially we're agreeing to this, this lifestyle that's open. Right. Um, that that involves other people and there's right. layers to it. Right. So yeah, we we got yeah. a lot of interest. Yeah. On that and topic. the other guest, Michelle Yemaya, was also on there. She lives a polyamorous lifestyle, and she got to give a woman's perspective, which was very mm-hmm. helpful for me to understand. Because when you think yeah. of polyamory, you always are thinking of the male perspective. It's a man with multiple women, but she yeah. had the perspective of. She's been in a relationship with multiple men. She's been in a relationship mm-hmm. with um, an actual married couple. Like it was, she had levels to her perspective that were helpful for yeah. us to understand the dynamics and the differences in how people yeah. live their poly lifestyles. Exactly. So. And I think I remember having a conversation with someone after the launch party and at the launch party, we did not have a woman representation mm-hmm. for the topic of the polyamorous lifestyle. And I think the biggest misunderstanding is that it's modern day pimping Mm. and that it's all about men controlling the women and the men having these multiple relationships. And hypersexualized. Hypersexualized. So it was really good having her on the show to say, actually, no, this is something I'm volunteering for. This is actually how I do it in my relationship where it's just me um, and only one other man, but, or multiple men, but they don't date anybody else. Right. And so- Seeing kind of the flip side of that and understanding that, no, mm-hmm. this is not just a male-dominated relationship right, scenario, right. but it, it absolutely goes both ways. Yeah, I think going into it, I really thought that it was a male-dominated thing and that women accepted the lifestyle to avoid like being cheated on. Like a submissive. It was like, well, to yeah. avoid being cheated on. It was like, I get to be yeah. in the know, so my man's going to cheat, so I might as well participate. And that's a lot mm-hmm. of, that was my misconception. Um, And so I, I think I learned a lot during that episode to kind of change yeah. that thought process. The sure. next episode we did was safe spaces and we had yes. Bahia and Patrick, who was a couple. Um, mm-hmm. and I would say like a high level functioning couple, like they're, you know, executives, like they have like that, yeah. that black excellence lifestyle that they live. Um, but they were yeah. giving some really great tidbits on a, how they dated Bahia in her relationship or in previous, she came out of a long-term marriage as well. So her and I had some similarities, had not dated a lot did not date a lot, don't have a lot of partners, don't have a lot of dating experience. And where I feel like Nick B and Patrick had kind of connected where that they had had dating experiences. And so they were able to mm-hmm. kind of give that in that perspective. Um, yeah. But it was nice to watch their dynamic because I know Bahia from a professional standpoint, she's very much a go-getter. She's very much an ambitious woman put together. She's, you know, in charge, she's in control. But to watch her not be submissive in like a negative way, but like in a way that was like, it was very feminine. And we talk about femininity and masculinity in relationships and behaviors. Whatever. She allowed him to lead. Yeah. And it was, it was a very interesting dynamic and he very much led the conversation during that show. I feel like, which was interesting. Um, mm-hmm. I loved what they talked about. Um, having the conversations about what they like, what they didn't like having, um, the Q and A's, you know, ahead of time, you know, they had questions that they asked each other that were really great, um, prior to committing to the relationship. And they also talked about when they decided and how they decided that it was actually a committed relationship, because at one point they weren't clear, you know, one yep. person may have been more clear. One person may have not been. So they explained that thought process and how they came to their, um, yeah, their relationship, you know, what was your takeaways? Yeah. 
I think what I liked most about this episode mm-hmm. is that prior to this, we had focused a lot on toxic relationships or mm-hmm. unconventional relationships yeah. and laughing and joking a lot of, on things that go wrong. Right. Yeah. In a yeah. relationship. Yeah. And what I really enjoyed about this was celebrating the things that go right and how to make them go right. And so I thought that Mm -hmm. was a nice, fresh take on not all relationships end in crazy chaos. (laughs) And, you know, here, here's a way that that, that this particular couple, because understanding that what works for one doesn't work for everyone, but this one particular couple has worked through, you know, differences, misunderstandings, levels of communication, where they Mm -hmm. are in their life professionally is personally. Mm -hmm. And so that was a really kind of refreshing reset. Yeah. For the rest of the shows we then had for the remaining of that the part, season. That part, that mm-hmm. part. I love it. We then went on to Friends with Benefits with Paulina. Um, and yes. she had an interesting take, which I think differed from what was what people traditionally think as friends with benefits. Like she had a very interesting take on what was considered a friend and what was considered a friend with benefits and what was considered more of just like a a fuck buddy or a hookup. Um, And so it was interesting to hear that um, because she had been in that stage of her life where she had, uh, oh, a smoke dog is coming back. Smoke dog's coming back. She got that water bottle. He's, he's chill. I had a look. I love it. He was giving me that it. eye. He was. He's, he's ready. He said, I'll tell you about a friend with benefit. Right. He's like, here this. I come. Hey, 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 smoke dog. But um, it was interesting because, you know, my interpretation of friends with benefits was like somebody that you're cool with, that you hook up with occasionally, but you're not in a relationship. It's not a commitment, but it's somebody that you could like chill and hang out with and be friends with, but you just fuck every now and then. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like her perception was like she said she's not friends with anybody that she was having hooking up with um mm-hmm. even though at that time she had decided that she had become celibate so she was speaking from past experiences um but it was yeah. just interesting to hear that i don't know nick what did you would you think about it so it's funny i'd say this topic spurred the most dialogue amongst my family mm. over any other episode so my family huge fan of the show and i know my brother my sister brother-in-law, mom, aunts, okay? Mm-hmm. They've all tuned in and they've watched. And we were actually driving, um, I think, to the beach this past year. Okay. And I decided to play this episode over the car because oh. my younger brother, my Mikey, Mike Banks, excuse me, he does not like Mikey. <laughs> Michael. Michael. Michael Bain. <laughs> he had not heard this episode yet. And um, so mom and I had already watched it and we'd mm-hmm. been talking about it. Okay. And so we started to read this hash this episode again. Okay. And I was like, Bane, what do you think? And he's like, well, I haven't heard it yet. Boom. We play it. We're talking about it. Heated debate in the car oh, over gosh. what a friend with benefit actually means. And all three of us had a completely different wow. idea of that title, which was also different than hers. Oh, wow. My mom... My mom was like, that's not a friend with benefits. She's just hooking up. She admits she's not their friend. Right. And I'm saying that is her definition. Therefore, it is what it is. And right. my brother was like, F all that. She just out there tricking and thinking and thoughting, right? And I'm just like, okay. Toxic. Y'all. <laughs> Hell, <laughs> And so it was just, I think, how we ended our debate. Uh-huh. Uh, we actually pulled my sister in. We called her for a fourth opinion, which oh, thought, settled nothing. Oh, you, God. It just settled added a nothing. whole other opinion to it. <laughs> right. I mean, when I say we debated, I looked it up. 
oh, in sorry. Urban Dictionary, Friends with Benefits, to get an, an actual title, example, right. explanation. Right. And so we can we did conclude that what she was doing based on the Urban Dictionary definition mm -hmm. was not so much friends with benefits. It was more like friends, or it was benefits with acquaintances. Oh. Because she acknowledged that she didn't really she purposely did not establish relationships mm. with them friendship because she didn't want to have that emotional connection tied to the physical right, connection. Right, right. She needed them separate. Right. Um, it, it was just, it was a really interesting episode to, to listen to what works for her. Right. And my biggest takeaway is again, what, what works for me doesn't have to work for you mm -hmm. and vice versa. If this makes you happy in your life, by all means, girl, go on, do your thing. Right, right. So it was a I good episode. It. it was. It was a good episode. Moving from that part, we went to sexual compatibility, which I thought was yeah. it was a fun episode. And it's funny because the yeah. story behind that episode landed us with all of us taking these sex tests and sharing uh -huh. our results because Nick B had this this hilarious story about I mean, it's hilarious to us, but maybe not to her about a guy <laughs> who presented her with a, a BDSM test to see where she was at. Yeah. He took notes on her results because that was his lifestyle because he lived the yeah. BDSM lifestyle, which she found out later on into their engagement um not engagement marriage but just in their interactions yeah. um and then he later presented her with a contract um about how she behaved within their relationship and what the punishments were so it was an interesting thing because she realized at that time that that was not what she wanted sexually and so i mean anytime you have to <laughs> uh communicate with the guy you're hooking up with via email so that okay. there's a paper trail and copy okay. uh, and clear yeah. understanding of yeah. conversations that were ha like it was a work related email or something, leaving mm. a paper trail of what we discussed. I don't know how healthy that is. But I it, don't sounds, know that I it want... sounded like he was coming from experience, like, you know, you, the, the Me Too movements oh, and yeah. all of all those things. Like you have to be very clear, especially when you're doing that particular lifestyle, because there are things that happen within BDSM that are that can be perceived as abusive or other and if you don't I have a took clear... it as incredibly controlling yeah yeah i hear what you're saying as far as basically covering your own ass and making right. sure that should she ever try to say that something happened unconsensual right. well let me go back into my emails and it says here on thursday at 7 58 p.m you know oh, on the 16th of may yeah. that oh no she agreed to these terms and conditions yeah i i can understand the whole i can understand yeah. that piece yeah. of it but i also recognize that when when that was his preferred method of communication when we were talking about mm. anything personal right. it felt very detached very unpersonalized very um clinical because he's and probably a dominant emotion right? Was he a dominant? He, he's a dominant. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. And, and so, and he was looking for someone submissive. Gotcha. And so in taking these tests and we had some great guests on there. Um, we had Shalee and then Mr. Marcus, uh, Mar one of, one of, uh, one of Nick B's friends. Um, we brought him on and it was funny. His name is Marcus, but we called him Mr. Marcus. And that, that was, that was a joke for the all whole R's. episode with the hard, R's. All, the R's. <laughs> all the R's, but we all took the test and we all shared our results uh -huh. about, um, yeah. what we had, we talked about one of the answers being a, a vanilla person, like, and we were like, how yeah. that, that was, was the a, most common. It was. And, and we talk about that being offensive, but not offensive because in BDSM, you're doing all kinds of freak nasty. I mean, the test asks questions like, do you like to dress up as a child? Do you want someone to growl during sex? Do you want someone to lock you up in a cage and feed you from a bowl? Like those were things that were on the test. And so when we compare that to just regular, oh, choke me a little bit, pull my hair. 
we're vanilla. You know what I'm saying? And we're, we accepted the vanilla aspect of our results. Um, but it was a good conversation about, you know, making sure that you, again, communication about what you like, what you don't uh-huh. like, expectations of sex, you know, what works, yep. you know, in relationships. Is sex important in relationships? It was it was a good conversation, I feel. It was. It was a good conversation. <laughs> I think that um, from that, even prior to that, we've had so many people be like, hey, send me that test, though. No, we have send given me that, that test. test a lot. And we'll post it again but on our listen, social media because yeah, and you learn a lot. It's a great conversation it piece, is. if nothing else. And it seems like such a weird way to start off a conversation with your significant someone that you're uh-huh. thinking of being intimate with or have already been intimate with mm. but it is um it's a great way to just sort of break the ice yeah. to have those conversations especially because i think i don't know how it is for men i can't really speak for men right. but i know that women sometimes we are reluctant or even afraid to share what we like sexually right right because it, it the cloud is the the overcast is that Oh, you're a freak. You're a hoe. You're mm-hmm. why do you like how how have you who have you tried these things with? Why right. do you want to try this? And so then you know it's like when we kind of think in a traditional structure that mm-hmm. those things are supposed to be private and those things are supposed to be not hush hush not spoke about. Right. Um, but I think today women are absolutely taking control of their sexuality and what absolutely. they want, and this is a great way to help them articulate their mm-hmm. their needs i think one thing i found Men too. that part and i think one thing that i found um since even doing that episode or really just since doing this podcast in general because you and i have these conversations and the, during the podcast we are, are very open about lots of things yeah that are kind of taboo you know people don't talk about them. they're uncomfortable they you know they shy away from these conversations but we're adults we can yeah. talk about stuff and it not be taken the wrong way you can't you don't have to be judged about what you talk about or what you like what you don't like but what i have found is a lot of men that have approached me via inbox have taken to the fact that because I talk so openly about lots of sexual things that I'm some kind of sexual uh-huh. deviant. Like I'm a freak. Like I'm like, oh, I'm going to live out my freak nasty fantasies with you because you talk about it. And I'm like, no, I'm just an adult who can have a conversation. So, and I'm the exact opposite. So you uh-huh. and I are essentially having the exact same conversation on air. Right. And I don't know if if that's really what it is that's making them think that of you. I, I, okay. I'm not saying they're wrong for however they think that right. you're a freak. I'm not saying that what they, that, that, that you being open and talking about it, right, right, right. but on a completely, uh, if we're looking at a level playing field uh-huh. and you and I are both on the same show, having the same conversation, right. I am absolutely not getting the same feedback. Interesting. And we have common friends, right? And we have common platforms, obviously. Right. So it makes me wonder, it's like, well, is it really that guys mm. think that, oh, Leela Ree is open to having these conversations. She must be promiscuous. Right. Or is it a different energy in general? I'm curious because if that's the truth, it's complete opposite on my end. Mm. Do I give off a sexual energy? Well, I mean, I don't want to have sex with you. Oh, but damn it, Nicole. I don't. I know. I'm just not oh, in the mood man. for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. But, but no, seriously. You know, but yeah, no, this is a serious, I mean, like, yeah. this is actually very interesting because right. I'm curious, too, what what it is that guys are like, oh, yeah, let me send Leela Ree unsolicited pictures of oh, yeah. my dick junk just say my, it dick i get lots of dick pics dingling. unsolicited dick pics i get lots of them. 
And I will Slinger. say, I will say, I'm a very, I'm a very discreet person. So I will typically, whatever people talk to me about, I will hold personal. Um, however, if you send me a dick pic and you are raunchy and out of pocket with all of that, I will absolutely show my friends your dick pic. Um, I have lots of dick pics that my friends have not seen, but if you are an out of pocket ass motherfucker and you are disrespectful <laughs> to me, your dick pic is getting shared. Um, oh, I may God. not post it, but I do share it with my friends. Yeah, um, we can't post it because that right there would be a whole lawsuit. That, you, you know, know reven I mean? revenge porn. However, I've gotten dick pics. Right. Can't I've gotten dick videos that I will never share with anybody because it was personal. I mean, I'm not opposed to receiving dick pics. I think they're very entertaining, you know, and I've learned a lot about dicks apparently <laughs> by watching, seeing these. Like, I didn't know just like I didn't know vaginas came in so many different shapes and sizes and ways. I only knew they came in so many different variations because like there was a I think a chart I saw online of shapes yeah I and, learned that from and I was because mm -hmm. obviously I've never seen other any vaginas. other woman <laughs> just like I've only other seen vaginas mine. <laughs> outside I mean outside of porn but those are porn porn vaginas crotches I don't like the word ps yeah um I, yeah, so those are different. Those are manufactured sometimes. They've been, you know, a little razzle. Okay, a little razzle so it's like I can't take glitter a little razzle dazzle. I can't take the ones in professional videos too serious because you know that's what they. Of course, they have cream of the crop crotch. You know what I mean? That's why they're on film. Or completely obliterated crotch. I don't know whichever one. You know what I'm saying? But cream of the crop crotch. I think that's a thing. That's a thing now. Cream of the crop crotch. Cream of the crop crotch. Say that five times fast. Lord have mercy. But that was one of crotch. our episodes talking about sexual compatibility. Yeah. Um, we ended season one with one of our good friends, um, Mr. Sam Seasoning Thompson, who yeah. is like a local promoter here in Portland. Does a lot of community work and other things. Uh -huh. But because of his, um experiences with pr club promotions and out of town event planning and all these things that he does. And he's very well known in the community and just publicly here in Portland. We had an episode about OPP, other people's property, other people's penis, other people's buffet. <laughs> but they, um, <laughs> but they, <laughs> what's the crotch word I just used? The, the crotch, the cream of the crop crotch. Cream of the crop crotch. Um, but it was just it, the episode, it, we intended it to be about, you know, like people, you know, wanting to date people that were in relationships, people that were, you know, who didn't care about who you were attached to, you know, whatever. Um, we did get really off topic on that episode because we got sucked into seasonings stories of um, <laughs> neck bone at the back of the club. Uh, and behind behind the scene events. Behind the scene yeah. events um, and activities. But it was very mm -hmm. entertaining. I did learn a lot about a women in Portland um, <laughs> and what they would do for a free event ticket. Um, Man. I'm gonna be free. Girl, I'm still do so. <laughs> like, I want to have sex to get in this free event. Um, right. But yeah, but a lot of a lot of information about clout chasing, a lot of information about um, women who just you know they see somebody who's of status and they want that person. They want they want to change that person. They want to be the one that mm -hmm. locks that person down. I think you had mentioned the the whole thing about women wanting to be the exception because I know this person mm -hmm. is a certain kind of way and he's not going to be that yeah. way with me and I'm going to be the one to change right. him. Um, so that was like kind of like my big takeaway from that episode was, mm -hmm. you know, you get who you get. And when a person tells you who they are and when they give you who they are, you, you can't change it. You can accept right. it. You can fuck it. You can give them neck bone in the back behind a curtain by the sound system. Um, but you're not going to change him unless he wants to be changed or unless he wants to change. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So 
I think uh, that was my takeaway too. Yeah. I think that was, it was a good way to end the season too. It was funny. We learned a little bit more about seasoning than we had anticipated. Um, you know, he don't like talking during sex. Um, so he doesn't. That was. And don't give him no tequila. And no tequila, because he'll be magic mic on the table for tequila. <laughs> <laughs> but all in all, we had a really good time with season one. It was yeah. so fun. We're so excited to bring you season two. We have some really amazing topics coming up, um, like sexual health and the double standards in bisexuality. We've got Big mm-hmm. Burr um, from the, the Zeus <laughs> Network. He was hilarious, amazing, um, completely, you know, always dripped out. You know what I'm saying? He's always dripped out in his style. We had a good friend, Jazzy, who also gives a woman's perspective on bisexuality. Um, Nick, what were some, or what, what are some of the topics that we got coming up that you're excited about? You know, actually, I'm looking forward to the one with our with our male dancers. The script, that one is the pretty script hilarious. Chronicles. The Scripper Chronicles. And I think that it was just kind of interesting because a lot of, especially men. Yeah. Um, they believe that most men who dance mm-hmm. for money, private dances, that, you know, they're they're a little sweet. But we definitely learned that is not the case, at least not with the two that we had a chance to interview. And they're yes, funny. They are hilarious. They are so funny. So that was a fun show. And that was one um, thing that we didn't share. We did. Um Dirty Roses has been doing male reviews now. We did a male review. We have. We did one. We did a male yes. review. It was amazing. And there's one coming up. And there is one coming up on July 14th um, here in Where Portland. Can they, get they can get tickets at the, oh, it's um Dirty Roses 2, or is it? Uh-huh. Dirty After Dark yeah, 2. Dirty After Dark 2.eventbrite.com. But you can also go to our social medias and find the links. We'll, we'll share the link there too. But, um, yeah. and shout out to Major League a, Promotions and Major League Promotions mm-hmm. Exotic Nights, who is helping promote these events. Right. Um, because ladies, you will have a good time. And a good the, the time. two it's guys. Great for, yeah, uh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, like, it's great for if you're having a bachelorette party, yes. if you are just having a girls' night, mm. um, if you want to roll solo. And then also because Leela Ree and I are two very different participants in these types of male reviews, I'm more of the I would rather sit in the back <laughs> and observe without being, you know, danced on. You can be that person. Yes. But you can also be an active and willing participant yes. in the front row. Yes. Too. So Lilary, you were gonna mention that our guests, they are actually yes. they're coming for so this the, event. The two fellas that we interviewed for the Scripper Chronicles episode are actually dancers that will be at the event. So you gotta watch Girl. that episode. Check them out because fine. Go get and you a Superman. Hilarious. Okay. Okay. Superman had his little buff muscles out. I slow motion had me cracking up with his hookah. I just want him to be my friend in real life. Like he is that life. person who is a good time. <laughs> like absolutely a yes. fun fucking time. He's hilarious. But those two dancers will actually be here on July 14th. We'll be at stage 722. So make sure y'all check us out. Get the tickets mm-hmm. ahead of time because at the door it goes up a little bit and you're not guaranteed seats. Um, but a good fucking time. I um yeah, the mother yeah levels of dating we talked about the different levels, levels of, of getting into dating um with Alex Green senior who is an ex NFL yes. player author motivational speaker and he had some really good insight about what it looks like to be at the talking stages at the I'm mm-hmm. kind of committed stages the dating stage it was mm-hmm. it was a good male perspective that we um kind of didn't think about we had another we had a list um, that listed out steps or the stages of mm-hmm. relationships or dating or whatever. And his was very different. Um, and so it was a good conversation to kind of identify 
like what a guy is looking for and what a guy thinks is a committed relationship. Um, yeah. Behaviors that they give you and energies yep. that you're supposed to feel and not know and talk about, but evidently. Yeah. And I think it was a good example of the miscommunication generally mm. between men and women that part. Um, I don't know. So we, we did use a list to kind of help guide um, this levels of dating. Yeah. It was pulled off the internet and, you know, I don't know the actual author of the internet, but I dare say if I were to go back and read who wrote it, I'm sure it came from a woman. Right. And I say that because, um, us speaking with Alex, you know, his idea of where you are in dating was very different than this one. Yeah. And where Lee and I, we were like, oh yeah, that seems about on point. That uh -huh. seems about right for this step. Right. You know, our steps looked way different than his. And I think what we realized is like, man, there's just a lot of misunderstanding, Absolutely. especially in the beginning stages when you're not communicating as much because you don't even know if that person deserves the communication yet. Right. Yeah. Do I owe this person an explanation? Am I really trying to spill out my expectations that right. I'm just meeting you now? Right. Right. Like, a lot of that happens in the <laughs> beginning. Yeah, so it was a, a it was a good interesting conversation. Um, you learn a lot. Like if you're trying to date Alex, you know you got to be on a very energetic, uh, like you, energy feeling vibe. You need to feel his energy. You need to feel his energy. Because he don't ain't gonna tell you. Y'all don't go together. He's not gonna tell you. And if you don't feel it, you don't go together. Okay? That's hilarious. Um, one episode that I'm super excited to air was the dating after divorce with um our homegirl yeah. Nick, who had a very public divorce experience, and she talked about her healing, mm -hmm. her glow low up um I could relate clearly yeah. because it was you know personal to me like I could relate to that but it was it, she gave so so many great tidbits for you to take away on how to heal yeah, let me tell you Nikki was amazing um yeah she, very funny great tips um she absolutely gave a very personal touch mm -hmm, to mm -hmm. what happened with her and her marriage how she felt during right. it after it um, you know, and essentially what she did to, to heal, yeah. to move forward yeah. and acknowledging where she has, where she's at today. Yeah. It's a really, it's a good thinker. I'd yes. say if you're looking for an episode where you're going to laugh, but if you're really looking for some, some points to take away and think mm -hmm. on, that's an excellent show to yeah. tune into. Absolutely. Yeah. We got the episode about doing bad all by ourselves, where you coming out of a toxic relationship or a bad breakup and how to mm -hmm. heal from that. I think mm -hmm. we got us a new hashtag from that episode. So I'm excited with our do. girl Lachey out of New York was a great guest for that episode. Mm -hmm. Nick, um, yeah. like what else do we got? We have um, the crazy dating scenario. What else we have coming up? up? Yep. The crazy. And then yep. we're going to talk about a good topic that kind of plays on the OPP episode, but the dating married men um, has been yes. a kind of a, a recurring theme that has been asked. Um, like what happens when you're dating a married man? You know, what's your role? Do you, you know, it's a whole lot of questions around that. So we're going to, how'd you find yourself in it? Yeah. That part, you know, it's, so we're going to, we're going to rehash that topic kind of, you know, a, a segue from OPP, um, but also just a highly requested uh, topic. And we're going to be diving into that. Nick B, I'm so excited for season two. I cannot wait for everybody to hear this. And where can they find you? So, of course, as usual, you know, you can track me down on any platform where Dirty Roses podcast is being featured. May that be our website or our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, any of those things, you know, message us, guarantee you, Lee or myself, we're going to read it. We're going to respond. Yeah. But if you need me specifically, you want to DM me, if you want to send me some dick pics, because evidently hey, I don't hey, get hey, any. She needs some I'm dick evidently pics. Not, I, 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 please, <laughs> I'm really dry over here. Okay. Um, I <laughs> Send them to me at my Instagram. That's Nick B underscore Nick B. And that's Nick with a K. Okay. <laughs> and dick with a K too. 
<laughs> a dick not. with a K. I can't. A pick with a K. <laughs> oh my God, y'all can Literary find me. Where... <laughs> yes, y'all can find me. Um, where do we find you? Yeah, they can find me. Um, and y'all send dick pics as well. You know what I'm saying? I don't care. Um, Lee Larie on all social media platforms. L e i g h l a r i e on all social media platforms. Again, Dirty Roses Podcast on all social media platforms. You can find us on DirtyRosesPodcast.com where you can catch up on all of season one that we just talked about. And you can start catching these season two episodes. Um, you can watch the videos where Nick B is going to be in the studio with us. And Yay. we'll have some bonus we'll bonus footage and everything else. Shout out to our producers at GMP Podcast Group, uh, Naeem and Justin. They are so fucking dope. And if y'all are interested in getting a podcast, check them out. We'll get you a link and you can come in here and do some podcasts. You ain't got to even be in the studio. Y'all, y'all can be somewhere else and they can help y'all with your podcast. So make sure y'all check them out. Okay. We got our, we get, we get some merchandise coming soon. You know what I'm saying? I love it. We got glasses. Yes. Shout out to Miss Ebony Price with her, with her making our Dirty Roses glasses. I'm excited for season two. And if I you, can't wait. if you haven't already liked and subscribed that and part. shared, please tell a friend to uh, tune in because this it's an amazing show. There's a lot of relatable topics. Yes. Be a good friend. Share, share your shit. Tell your friends to tell your friends to get with our friends and we can be friends. <laughs> okay. All right. Y'all, okay. we about to get hella dirty for season two. So we can't wait and we'll catch y'all next week. I'm <laughs> sorry.